You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the, uh, it's the end of January, it's the 30th. January 30th, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Media. He's, he's not with us, he's on his way to uh, either Whistler or San Jose. I, I confuse the two myself all the time. We do, on the, we do, however, have Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls in Las Vegas. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for jumping in on Webcology today. Thank you. I think after being at Affiliate Summit all week, I may have a voice as low as Dave. So, <laughs> Well, you know what? I wanted to talk about Affiliate Summit. So this is, I mean, it's honestly a good time to, as any to do it. Um, how's Affiliate Summit? You're, you're, it happens in Vegas. You live in Vegas. That's convenient. <laughs> uh, I'll, I have to be really honest. I don't do affiliate marketing. So for me, it's a lot of stuff I, I don't really follow <laughs> but well you were friend, you were speaking friend, there though you had you had something to contribute to the show yeah I, yeah i spoke on um how, voice search and featured snippets and how you can get featured snippets to work for you so um but it was very well attended and very well done meals were really good and people seemed to be really enjoying it and my friends who uh were there i couldn't catch up with at dinner and things because they had so many business meetings so i'm sure that it went well for the people that do affiliates I honestly have not been to an affiliate summit in over, it has to be 10 years since affiliate summit East in New York. Um, and uh, uh, since uh, Webmaster Radio started its affiliate series, um, uh, uh, AFCON. But like, um, it's an exciting, and it's an exciting world to, to be in. Um, you say it was really well attended. How can, uh, how can affiliates benefit from, from you know, AI, voice search, um, uh, snippets, exception uh, in Google search? Well, I basically had 20 minutes to do all of AI and voice search. So we skipped all the stuff where you do programming and development for different voice assistants because uh, we didn't have time for that. But um, featured snippets, you know, basically just how you optimize featured snippets to um, or optimize for featured snippets. So 
you get put in that placement because of all the voice assistants at this time, I believe all of them use some of Google's organic results to pull in. So it's um, things like making sure you use the right HTML code because uh, they pull in paragraph tags, list tags, and tables. Um, things like making sure that you use consensus information. Like there's a myth that's been going around that Google looks at accuracy of content in organic and they don't. But I think that people got that from the featured snippets where they do use consensus of information to decide what to pull. They're also very clear there that they don't use it in organic results. Like, was, uh, was Google represented? Did you, did you see Google at, uh, at, at, at Affiliate Summit? No, uh, I, I did not see them. I don't think I saw any search engines there, to be honest. It's more about a, a kind of um, place for affiliate marketers to meet publishers and, you know, make deals with other affiliates. Um, you know, one of my friends is, a, is an affiliate. Uh, had an affiliate at a uh, casino here, a casino group, and so introduced to a friend who does something that they they do. So they're going to have a conversation. So things like that, where you, it's really the really the money side, the optimization, monetization side of what we do. Indeed. Now I was asking just to see if Google had uh, if Google was developing interest in that market again or not. They were represented at uh, affiliate shows. Then oh, I don't know for some reason or another they just stopped attending. Oh. Yeah, if they were there, I I did not see them. That doesn't mean that they couldn't have been there, but I didn't see them. Um, do, do you got a feeling it's a healthy market? One of the cool things about the affiliate shows um, is the most motivated webmasters um, on like I don't know on the web go to are are in these shows. Yeah, it seemed like a. Uh, it's, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, because they're making money off of what they do personally. So I make money by fixing other people's websites, and then they make a lot of money. But yeah. <laughs> these guys make a lot of money off their own. So I think they they definitely have a, a lot of motivation. Absolutely. Um, that's one of the exciting things about being at, at, at an affiliate show. Um, the people there really, really, really want to be there, and it's, it's a great learning environment. Um, I strongly recommend, of course, speaking at these shows because uh, because uh, unless you're actually directly involved in the affiliate in the affiliate marketing world, uh, the cost of attendance is, is pretty steep. Um, okay, so we don't have a guest this week. We're going to be just covering stories that we picked up, um, you know, through, through through the news or through our uh, adventures in web mastering this week. And uh, one of the things that every SEO has been on to um, has been about two, three years now is site speed. It's critical to have uh, a fast loading site. And there are a number of things that make your site, that can make you know, influence site speed um, or measurements of site speed. And perhaps the biggest of them is images. You can, you can, you can, you can control the size of images and when images load. And uh, everybody out there in uh, Webcology land who uses GT metrics Raise their hand and don't do it too quickly. You might have to sit, start a, a queue or something, but that's like pretty much everybody, right? Right, yeah. One of the things GT Metrics constantly recommends is um, to, 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 to lazy load images, to make sure that images load after the rest of the code loads so that they aren't holding up uh, user experience, especially in the mobile use, and especially in the mobile use. Um, make the site functional. 
and then let the let the images load. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were asking a question. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I just, just, just to pause for a second because you want to throw something in there. GT Metrics uh, will soon not be able to offer that as standard advice because. Security advisor John Bolton reportedly claims in his. I am so sorry. Memoir that President Trump saw oh, that's, that's yours. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was studio by mistake. Um, okay. So. Um, GT Metrics won't be able to 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 make this automatic recommendation because WordPress 5.4 is going to do it for you. Um, the new version that's supposed to be released at the end of March is going to add lazy loading to all of its images. This is a, this is a great thing. I mean, honestly, this is this, this is a good thing for SEOs. I mean, it it it, it takes away one of the things we can recommend because GT Metrics recommended it to us, but it'll make for a much better user experience. You know, it will, and also, I mean, it also mean that people have to remember to update their WordPress too. Well, okay. Um, see, that's supposed to be one of those you just got to do it sort of things that has to be accepted around these here parts. Yeah. Um, As someone who audits websites, I can tell you often it doesn't. So isn't that isn't that crazy? Like yes. Who is taking care of the shop when you see a website that is like uh, I don't know. Uh, PHP version 4.7. Um, um, like, at affiliate somewhat, somebody gave a list of the ones below seven, and it was something like forty or fifty percent. How do they still function? Yeah, uh, on PHP like four. <laughs> Crazy! Like, what are these people doing? <laughs> That's kind of like flying on a DC ten. Um, yeah, it's like when I talk to a client, they're like, "Well, I don't want to use WordPress; it always get it gets so hacked," and I'm like. Uh, most of the time it gets hacked because people don't update their stuff. Once you update, keep it updated all the time. It, on and on a good host who protects you, you usually don't have too much of a problem. Well, okay, and, and so that is a stunning thing. And I came across this recently too. I, I actually just rebuilt a website that was hadn't been touched since 2013. It was setting, sitting on a old WordPress 4. Point whatever platform. Um, and just so many steps that I had to had to go through that added costs to the client, um, and it's just been. I mean, I can't imagine that 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 site has to have been a spam factory. It has to have been. There's just no no way it hasn't been. Um, but it hasn't been updated in what six seven years. Wow, that is a long time. Um, it's unfortunate. There's not a. Um, could you imagine if there was a if there was a charge for not updating your WordPress and infecting, becoming like one of those super infectors that infected, um, I don't know, maybe several thousand computers that went out and infected a whole bunch of other computers? And you get charged for it if you're the one who's responsible. You know, if you're a prankster out there at Webcology Land and you really want to set up a I don't know automated dial uh, 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 spam. Uh, uh, Telephone uh, campaign. The internet police. This is what you can get people on. You'll make tons of money. Um, True. In, in, I don't know about in America, but in Canada, we're spammed. We are totally played by robocalls with spoof phone numbers. Oh yeah, we are. The IRS calls me at least twice a week that they're about to arrest me. It's phenomenal. Just truly yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so if <laughs> you want to do something. 
<laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you want to do something like that out there about undated, unupdated WordPress sites and super infections? Now's the time to do it. All the buzzwords <laughs> are, are out there in the public lexicon. Not that we recommend you do something like that because that would be like illegal and pretty scummy. But if you wanted to, um, now's the time. <laughs> and if anyone just missed that, the IRS really doesn't call me two times a week. Well, no, I mean, incidentally, the IRS, uh, don't, they, don't they just call you once and send you a whole bunch of annoying letters and lawyers? They actually never call you um, unless they've already set up, like they've already met you. So uh, you would get a registered letter. Um, well, you'd get first a regular letter, then a registered letter. Then they would talking to you, and then they might call you because you have a case manager, but they don't just call people out of the blue. Well, see, things are way more friendly up here. They, they actually they call you up. They invite you over for tea. Fourth or fifth time they got to call you, the queen shows up at night and just sort of hits you in the leg. <laughs> well, Mary, uh, Harry, and Meghan can do that now, right? <laughs> no, no, they've lost their privilege. They're not, oh, allowed, to right. abuse, they're not allowed to abuse subjects anymore. They that's right. They've lost their privilege to do that. <laughs> okay, so Affiliates Out West happening in Vegas right now. Um, it actually is the, the the show's on until uh, till today, right? I'm sorry. What was the last part of that? Make, uh, affiliate summit, summit in Vegas. I believe it's on till today, right? No, it ended yesterday. It was uh, yesterday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Never yeah. Media. <laughs> there could be something going on today. I don't know about like make a workshop or something. I don't know, but the full conference ended yesterday afternoon. Um, we have time for one more story before we got to got to hit break. Have you been watching uh, Barry Schwartz work his way through the SEO community on the, on his video tour? Uh, a little bit of it. I haven't caught a whole lot, but I've just been really head down for the last few weeks. So yeah, yeah, me too. It's 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 been uh, it's been a hard few weeks getting back from Christmas, getting back from the holidays, and then and getting back to work again. But um, for uh, for people who want to know the history of this industry, and it's weird. It's, I think there's a generation of SEOs who are nearing um, a point in our careers where we're you know we're considering retiring or or moving to to to, to to other challenges, and so there's a great deal of nostalgia in the in the community right now, eh? And uh, the uh, video series that 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 Barry is filming is uh, is touching. It's wonderful to see, and it's a good way to learn your SEO history. Yeah, and there's a lot of great history there, especially in the earlier days when everybody just came to this from somewhere else and something else. Well, most recently. Um, Barry has interviewed Lisa Brown, who I'd say was one of the people who popularized SEO through being such a damn good writer. Um, he spoke with uh, Tom Craver, who's uh, the head SEO at, C at CBS Interactive. Oh, yeah, Tom and I are old friends. I, I love Tom. You want to get your Star Trek fix on. Um, <laughs> Tom's the guy to do it. Uh, and, you know, Tom actually talked a lot about, about the importance of schema, especially in a uh, fast-moving environment where um, he's working with, like, a lot of live-time data. Yes, he is. He used to show me his uh, wins when he was on Facebook. I get a little message, hey, look where I'm at. <laughs> oh, no doubt. <laughs> he's eh? he's um, really good at that, yeah. So uh, the interview with Tom, you get to talk a lot about schema. A great, a great, completely down-to-earth education in schema. Um, if you haven't seen them yet, go over to Search Engine Land, uh, or you, you can find a link through uh, Roundtable, and just start uh, 
You know, if, you, if you're going to be watching YouTube, watch these videos. It's way worth the time. You know, and a quick jump on schema too. I don't think people realize that the reason it's so important is um, Google doesn't do natural language processing. Like it can't hear like, you talk to me and I know what you're saying. I don't even think about it. Can't do that. Um, it does more of a natural language understanding, which requires an interpreter. And that interpreter is schema. So schema says, this is an article on a page and Google knows to classify it as an article um, and to read it that way. Uh, it can't just look through the HTML and the content and instantly know what things are without that additional schema. You know, you know what I'm telling people now when they ask me why schema is important? What's that? I try to make them aware of what the 5G universe is going to be like. What, what, what data um, and the importance of identifying data in a 5G universe. Like, can you imagine when everything is talking to everything? When your underwear is telling your washing machine that it needs to be washed and you're getting a notification on your phone about stupid stuff like that. That's the world we're moving to. That's and if you, some. <laughs> that's for real. And if you, and, and if you can't, well, you may or may not be participating, but again, there's <laughs> going to be so much data out there. If you can't tag, identify, and manage the data that you're responsible for, it's going to get lost. That's it what schema is important. That's why it's important. It is. It is definitely, definitely part of why it's important. But the part now is a lot of people in the SEO universe um, mistake that Google has natural language processing, that they understand language, and they just really don't. They're in a very infantile stage. Like at this point, they're probably like a six-month-old maybe a year old. Um, they can't sit there and understand things without um, having that assistance and that help. Uh, the BERT processing breakthrough is going to help accelerate their understanding. But that's why, you know, it's only recently that they understood what the connecting words were between keywords. Oh, oh no, there's no dispute about that, Christine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, but look where we're going. And if you get the fundamentals down now, um, I was going to say five years from now when we enter this universe, but see, five years from now would be inaccurate. A year from now when we enter this universe, because the 5G networks, I don't know about in America, but in the rest of the world, the 5G networks are being built out, well, pretty much as we speak. Yeah, it's a little frightening how those are being built out, though. Well, maybe it yeah. is, maybe it isn't, yeah. but this is, but we're still about to be flooded with data. Um, oh, oh, yeah. And I've been going to CES here in Las Vegas for m most of the years in the last decade. So you've seen a lot of this stuff as far as three, four, five years ago in their prototypes. So it is definitely ready. Just as soon as the 5G comes online, those things will be just ready for market. Mm -hmm. And um, when that happens, imagine how search engines are going to be informing themselves. Um, what search engines will try to reach into to, to get information to, to improve everyone's search experience. And it's going to be up to us to manage all that. Well, I think you could uh, even look at that, though, with the mobile aspect, because, sure, in your home they don't know a lot, but they already know so much from your phone. They even look at, like, uh, I believe Facebook has patents on this, so it's not the search engine, but... Um, how fast you're walking, where you're walking. That's why the beacons, everywhere I drive by in Vegas, because it's all so close together, Facebook's like, have you been here? Can you tell us more about the business? I'm like, no, it's 100 yards away, and I just drove by. So, um, so the data is going to get massively expensive. It's also our responsibility to decide what we want to share 
with all these people. Wow. It's our responsibility to decide what we want to share. I think that might be our responsibility collectively as consumers, but as marketers, I kind of think we're bound to um, getting to getting what our clients want. Oh, um, yeah. Attention. No, no. I'm talking about as consumers, not not as a, for my clients. It's, it, it, it's weird being a uh, well-informed privacy advocate who is also a digital marketer. Yes, sorry. <laughs> like, I love that I could target before the Cambridge Analytica and Facebook down to like a hotel in Vegas and job description and money and where they came from and how long they'd be here. But as a privacy person, it's kind of wrong. <laughs> so. Well, yep, but it's something that it's, it, it's out there, it exists, it's for real. Um, and it's, uh, it's the Frankenstein's monster that we've all created. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, woo on that, we have to take a break here on WebCultureJam, WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs> this, is, this is our optimistic optimist show. Um, I'm Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media, joined by Christine Schackinger, who's head to the walls in Las Vegas. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing is absent today. Stick around, this is our first break. we got more coming up after these messages. And don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm is now part of the WMR.fm podcast network. Evolving every day to meet today's demands. WMR.fm enters the 2020s leading the way, expanding our spectrum of shows set to educate, entertain, and engage. We are the WMR.fm Podcast Network. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. 
Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 30th of January 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Christine Schackinger from uh, Sites Without Walls. Um, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing is absent today. Uh, we've been talking about about the jump shot controversy, including the most spectacular headline ever: uh, "Jump shot shut shut down amidst, amid a vast conspiracy." <laughs> uh, which 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 which? which um, um, okay, <laughs> so a company like Jumpshot, which was a uh, analytics company that was used by uh, Google, TripAdvisor, Intel, Zenith, Condé Nast. Revlon, uh, pretty much. Okay, Jumpshot's claim to fame was they could capture every click from every user on every browser to every website in real time, get it together, and sell that information back to whomever their clients were. And uh, Christine, I don't even know if you could imagine how much information that is. Well, actually, a long time ago, if you remember, Hitwise used to have ISP data, real ISP data. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting that back then, it was sold at no problem, $50,000 a year. You could well, subscribe. indeed, but I don't, I don't think people actually realize the enormity of what they were doing. I mean, No, the, the I'm just saying, look at how we've changed in the last you know, 15 years is that this is like a major scandal and this will change everything that they do. Whereas not that long ago, you could buy the data off real ISP data off real users, and it wasn't a big deal. Well, I think Cambridge Analytica happened, um, as you mentioned in the, like, uh, a few minutes ago in the show, and consumer perception um, has, has, has been risen. And then also consumer awareness just around their own data privacy. Contrary to all behavior that we see from people on the internet, people really are concerned. And so... When, when a company, or say a insurance company, a hospital, um, or you know some some service makes a mistake and loses our information, or is negligent and doesn't protect our information properly, it's a scare. Yeah. We get scared. We get worried because it, it should have been protected, right? Exactly. And I mean, they shut they shut jump shut down. So well, yeah. In this case, JumpShot is just hoovering that information off the web and selling True. it to whomever will buy it. Um, it's quite it's quite a bit like Equifax just sort of forgetting to close the barn door. 
Uh, except that these guys are doing it on purpose with intent. Yeah. The fact that it's just stupid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it should be a scandal. Absolutely, it should be a scandal. Now we know. Now consumers know enough to make it a scandal. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and and nobody would even thought about it. I didn't think about it when we bought Hitwise Data years ago. It's like, oh, this is great. We know where people clicked on our website and where they went. And oh, where I from. Can, oh, yeah. you know, I was. I remember working with uh, with uh, tech great Richard Richard Swicky on um, what was the analytics package, and we were close to being able to do that. We were close to being able to tell you where the person was when they did the search and what they searched for. And it creeped me right out. <laughs> this was like <laughs> this was like uh, no ten maybe twelve years ago, um, just after I left Stepport. Just creeped the heck out of me what we were able to do. Um, and that and again that was a decade. That was more than a decade ago. Um, so I think we're aware of it. You know, like we've always been aware, but it's always been that kind of dirty little secret. Yeah, definitely. And 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 some of the data like it was was much more generic. You could like run it back to like a person, but there were like well, I don't know. You remember the AOL data data dump where it was proven conclusively that yes, you could take that aggregate information and put oh, it back yeah, to a person. That's true. You can always take aggregate. That's what bothers bothers me now when people are like, We aggregate the data and it's like, yeah, you can also get back to the original source if you know how to deconstruct that. So Vice Magazine, who is really good at deconstructing um, cover-ups, reported, and they found out that um, a company that was purchased by the uh, data protection company, Avast, uh, the online security company, gives away gives away free security software. That means they're on everyone's desktop or they want to use them. That's a heck of a lot of desktop to be siphoning information from. Once, right? jump shot, once jump shot had access to that, they had access to everything, and that's why uh, that's why Avast had to shut them down. Yeah, that's why I think it's a little different than maybe the other data we got in the past because that was through the ISP, where this is on somebody's computer. Yeah, and and probably violating something that was in an end user license agreement that Avast uh, themselves had never read. <laughs> <laughs> Who reads those things? <laughs> well, indeed, your lawyer writes them for you. You put them up, and you, you put them up on your website just beside your privacy policy until anyone forgets about it, right? Exactly. You're like, oh, did we write that in there? I forgot. <laughs> indeed, uh, I assure you, the insurance company did. I, uh, I can actually probably assure you, most people at a company have never read their own policies. So, <laughs> no doubt, eh? Yeah. Um, again, yeah. we were talking. We were just talking earlier about companies that don't update their, uh, say, a WordPress site or a Drupal site, and you have these like ancient versions just hanging out there, waiting to be hacked at, begging oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, somewhere in the end user license agreement is a commitment from the company to protect your data. They're lying if they aren't updating their website. <laughs> at least you hope it's there. <laughs> you know, t TVs in the in the United States have in their agreements that you shouldn't say anything important in front of them because they could be listening. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm afraid yeah. we, import the same, we import the same damn TVs here. Yeah, and the Ring doorbell, I didn't read the story yet, but somebody, they just had another problem with it, and internally someone said it should be shut down because of the problem, so. Um, uh, you know what, it probably should, but at the same time, uh, my, my, my local neighborhood action group put up a poster of some dude who is like flitting around or put up a, a video of some dude who's flitting around my neighborhood at night checking for uh, open doors, open car doors. Well, 
And, and here, no, no, this this guy is this guy seriously. It's, it's just, you know, it, people are waiting for him with baseball bats. Oh yeah. Now the cops know what he looks like. He's yeah. Bug in the neighborhood for weeks. I think the problem isn't necessarily in what the product does. It's that that is so much the gold of today, right? So if you start a company, a lot of times the VCs just want to know, will there be data to sell? Yeah. I think that's where the problem <laughs> comes in. So it's not like does Ring do something good by, you know, telling you who's at your door and be able to share that with the community. But, but Ring let people in an encrypted text, like, or encrypted video or whatever it was, watch these doors and see what's going on at your house. There so is I that think, too. I think the problem isn't necessarily on the products themselves and what they do because 50 years ago you could get surveillance equipment. It didn't hook up to anything and it didn't matter. Um, is that the companies behind them want your data. A lot of times the product is just stored in data. And data um, is worth as much as gold or platinum. It is It is actually worth noting that it did matter what people did with surveillance equipment before the internet. Like you don't want to filming people with other knowledge and stuff. But the implications today are so just layer upon layer upon layer of stuff. And we're just, yeah. you know, the greater implications as, as the days go on. It's amazing the world that we're walking into. But you know what? Complexity, complexity uh, multiplies on itself, right? True, but they also they also sell a lot of this as convenience, and then people don't really look into it. Uh, indeed. Yeah, so it's also on us that we don't actually look into what we're putting into our homes, or you know, it's like when people put the the baby cams in their child's bedroom and found out that pedophiles had a ring online looking at child cams because people didn't realize that you had to secure the device itself, not just your router. So. Um. You know. By the way, people looking for new businesses out there, 5G universe is coming. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's not all radiation birds and, uh, and, and Chinese data theft. It's also real people um, who are going to have real problems with so much unsecured data out there. This, is, this, this ain't a Y2K problem. This is going to be like, how do I get milk into my fridge without the bad guys knowing I need milk? Yeah, it's true to that. I always thought someone should just develop a router where that you decide what can be sent back out from your home system. You just click on and off. Like, you can't ever send out the device from my fridge. I don't want my well, device. Well, again, again, yes, but in a 5G universe where everything is is um, communicating with everything, imagine your cell phone will just be going all day long with permission, 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 permission. No, I mean when you originally set it up. That blanket, you know, at the micro, micro level. Sure, you can send out information about if I want an order, but you can't come in and send out any other information about my refrigerator. <laughs> or video. You can't. Uh, comp companies already do this. Like, you know, they monitor inside the network. So if somebody tries to send out a large file, it gets tagged. So okay, suddenly my refrigerator wants to send out a gigabyte file. Uh, maybe somebody took video, you know. So that this, is, this is only allowable. If it answers the question about the damn refrigerator light when I close the door. <laughs> Old way, that's, that's allowable at all. Okay, we got moving on. I've had a hard time getting getting back into work since Christmas or since the holidays. Um, January is just like such a hump to get over for, uh, for especially for people who, I, who, who, who are working from home. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it has been a, a tough one. Also, I was sick for a week, so. 
Yeah, well, again, it's just January yeah. is a really, really rough month to work through. So I got uh, I got confronted with this massive audit that uh, uh, I, I justly should have started uh, a week before I actually did. <laughs> um, and I had the uh, – uh, I'm, I'm still working through it. I'm, I'm, I'm just about finished it, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you, where, where, where you reach a point where you're actually happy to be working on it. <laughs> and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this happens every time, but while you're working on an audit, it feels like the first, say, two thirds of work time is you fumbling around until you find what the narrative is. And once you get that narrative and you actually understand what you're looking at and the story that the numbers and the website and your experience is trying to tell you, it's so much easier to get the audit done. I just discovered that narrative just before going to air. <laughs> well, I think your audit's a little different than mine. So, cause you're, you're doing mainly content audits, right? Content keywords, uh, content, local search in this case, local search. Um, actually you, this is, this is the one that you helped me with the other day. Oh, when gotcha. you did that search from the strip on Vegas. Thank you very much. Saving, saving me the time and ac and disaccuracy of a proxy server. And where I had to tell uh, Google that I don't, I'm not living in LA. While I'm in, in Vegas. Well, yeah, that one. Yeah. Every time I do a search, Google thinks I'm in LA. I have yet to figure out why. Um, but, uh, 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 yeah, anyway, so it's a wonderful feeling when you, when you, when you get that story. And, uh, I think that that actually might make a really cool episode of, of the show. The narrative, the narrative of the audit. Um, uh, I'd, I'd really like to hear what people like you, um, Alan Blaywife, uh, 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 you know, people who, who spend a lot of time writing audits uh, feel about that. I think yours might be a little different because you're dealing with content more than I don't deal with content mostly, except that if it's duplicate or thin or. Yeah. But when um, you're looking at, when you're looking at analytics, don't, doesn't a story eventually form in your head? This is, this is how I understand the website. Um, no, because we're usually reporting mostly on technical or just actual process issues like title tags aren't good, here's why, that kind of thing. A lot of what I do, and I, and I know that um, some of the other forensic auditors like me um, deal with, is how to phrase it so that um, you don't get everyone's backup when you have to tell them that, like, I had to send in an audit. This week and tell them they have to recode the entire site. It's actually the first time I told them to have to actually just start from scratch and redevelop the entire site. Um, so you have to find ways to say things that don't um, sound like anyone's at fault um, while at the same time saying all this is at fault. <laughs> so I think it's more of a dance than we do than a narrative because it's those pretty standard things that you look for in technical. Like here's mm. page speed and here's how you fix page speed and here's, you know, here's why that's important. Content and trying to suss intent is such a subjective thing, eh? It um, is. That's totally different. Yeah, totally different. For me, the for me, I, I find I'm fumbling around for and I don't know. Am I wrong to like build my to build clients to fumble around hours? I really want to because I wouldn't have been fumbling if it wasn't for that for the damn account. Um, until suddenly again, it's just like a light bulb goes off and you finally get it. This is what the website's about. 
Yeah, and that's and you're doing content, so you have to, right? Because with the changes in how Google understands language and topics and relevance, you have to be relevant to the query, and you have to understand the query intent matches the content. So I think that's a valuable part of um, doing a content audit. Uh, for me, it's more like, hey, your page load is 30, oh, this last site, 120 seconds. Let's find out why. Oh, well, you have 850 cookies. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, and a time to first bite of, of 15 seconds. So um, let's break down what you need to fix here. Um, so I had 40 pages of just technical breakdown in that audit. So that was a bit of a bear. I had a really hard time getting my head around it because there were so many things. Usually there's like, you know, four or five major things and I can, minor things are, you know, they're not going to move the needle that much. So I just put them in the supplement. Like, hey, you can do these later if you want. You have like least, a three paragraph audit. You need to redo your site. Really? Yeah. Do I, it now. Here's the appendix section. It's 400 pages long. Yeah. I bought a, I bought the URL brutally honest SEO. So I've never done anything with, but my intent was when I get a site like that, all I have to write is burn it and start again. Like, so I don't have to like write 40 pages of technical, but. Well, sometimes uh, I feel like doing that, eh? Like, like you, uh, you're, 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 you're writing your audit or you're writing a review or something and you come to your conclusion. You know exactly like here's the problem and I can document it to you till hell freezes over or you can just accept this is, this is the problem. And you just, uh, you feel like you want to cut out after the second example because, uh, because the next 500 are exactly the same. Yeah, pretty much. And, and the thing is, too, that um, there's a lot of misinformation out there right now, especially on things like the core updates. So I also have to battle their understanding of things. So, um, But I'm short because I'm going over so many individual items. I don't tend to be lengthy, except in the very beginning. I'm like, why they need this or what their summary is. But... Um, yeah, indeed, and that's a good. You know what? This is a good spot to to, to slot in another break. Um, you meant you mentioned the magic words. If this was PB's Playhouse. We'd be having like streamers fall from the from <laughs> the ceiling, and the chair would be jumping up and down. Core <laughs> updates. Yes, core, core updates update. is definitely the magic SEO word. Um, and I want to talk about a few of those when we come back from break. But it's January thirtieth, twenty twenty. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. WMR.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Christine Chackinger from the Sites Without Walls in Las Vegas. Dave Davies isn't here today. Um, stick around. We're going to be talking about some of the core updates and how that applies to, to SEO, SEO audience, audits, and what people ought to be looking for. Um, stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 20th of January, 20, it's the 30th of January, 2020. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Uh, Dave Davis from VSOC Internet Marketing is absent today. And um, you know what today is, Christine? Um, January 30th? Not only is it January 30th, <laughs> it's officially Kevin Dury Day today. Oh, it's Kevin's birthday. It's Kevin Dury's birthday today. One of Happy the most birthday beloved. to you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. One of the most beloved dudes in the uh, in the SEO industry. Um, Kevin's one. Kevin Kevin's like an SEO's SEO. You know, he's one of those one of those like serious worker guys in the background. He's always 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 getting stuff done. Um, that's Kevin. Anyway, happy birthday, brother, from uh, from <laughs> all of us at Webmaster Radio to you. Happy birthday, Kevin. Okay, so we've had core update after core update after core update. It's been how? Where what, what are we on now? Like, has it been? Have we hit a dozen in the last year? Well, uh, technically, people think it started in 2018, but when I did some research, I actually believe it started in 2017. Okay. So, yeah, we're probably up to at least ten known ones. They're not calling. They're not claiming some. So, if you just go on all the ones people believe are core updates, yeah, definitely a dozen or more. Okay, so to Try to explain the core update in, in as few words as possible. There's um, little introductions of new characters to the script, and then there's resetting the matrix. Um, introductions of new characters to the scripts happen all the time. Google does like hundreds of updates a day. Yeah, uh, 34,000 in 2018, I think it was. Every once in a while, they got to reset the matrix, though. Mm -hmm. And that's because there's either a bulk of updates or they're trying to accomplish specific goals. Um, and they introduce a new way of doing things somewhere into the layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of stuff that makes up the algorithms that make up Google. That's a core update. So unraveling what a core update does, what its intent was, and what it uh, and how SEOs can work with it is, um, well, kind of um, like trying to capture a specific atom. It's very, 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 very difficult, next to impossible, unless mm -hmm. you're able 
to observe quite closely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're actually the funny thing is they're they're very oddly not impossible once you get in there. Oh, well, it's hard to say exactly what any specific update was meant to do, unless again, like I said, unless you're able to ops to observe quite closely, which yeah, most of us no, actually aren't. Yeah, you know? well, no, what I'm saying is the core updates are the hint is in the name, right? Core updates. Mm-hmm. So they're all the core ranking factors that can be tweaked. And um, Danny confirmed for me when I discussed it with him during a lot of the myths that were going on, that basically they've just taken existing ranking factors and they've been tweaking them and, and then checking the results with the quality raters and then tweaking them and checking the results. Here's the weird thing, though, I'm seeing when I'm actually working with sites. I'm on my fourth recovery. Is that the sites have... I don't mean little technical issues. I don't mean moderate technical issues. I mean technical issues that they shouldn't have been ranking in the, for years. And yet they were ranking their best. They had their most traffic. And so I have a theory, and this is only a theory, and I don't have anything to back it up except what I'm seeing. And that is that on certain sites, Google kind of overlooked certain aspects of the ranking factors. Maybe they just dialed them down or whatever. Um, because I have like a site with 120 second, 90 second average page load for two years and they were doing the best traffic they ever had. I had a site that, that didn't have AMP pages that functioned and they had the best traffic they ever had. But all these sites are in, and only till recently was e-commerce added to the Your Money or Your Life site. So it used to be just news, health, finance education, things in that area, which are very dominated by .org, .gov, .edu. A lot of very, very badly done sites in that metric matrix. My guess is, and it's only a guess, that they used to dial down some of the technical aspects on those sites, and then they decided just to make them bring, like, bring them back in. Because these sites have, one site had 800 redirect loops for two years. And those redirect loops should have been a problem from day one because Google doesn't do those redirect, redirect loops. loops. Should have been a problem with or without a core update, any core update. Right, like, but they weren't. Can't, you can't send a spider in circles. Right, but that they weren't. But then when <laughs> they dropped out of the, they dropped ninety percent, and I had internal access to the site. They fixed the the redirect loops. They fixed their thirty second page load, and they completely recovered. Um, another site I'm working with, we fixed their 90-second page load time down to eight. Now they're 40% recovered on this update. And a couple other things we're going to make, I'm sure they'll be recovered on the next. So there's a lot of myths out there. It has nothing to do with your author credentials. It has nothing to do with your content accuracy. Google has said these things. It doesn't have to do with uh, the authorship. Um, it doesn't have to do with any of the new things well, that people are saying. Well, and when you say it... Do you mean this core update, the last core update? Any of them. None, okay. of, none of them. Google came out and even dispelled all those as ranking factors. Like, none of those are ranking factors. Because people come to me and say, well, we hired medical doctors to write all our content, and we didn't get any change. I'm like, well, you didn't because they're not ranking factors. Great for your users. Awesome for trust. Great for, you know, having people come back to you. Not a ranking factor, which is different. There are things that, you know, influence different things, but not a ranking factor. No, so, uh, but- your, your clients who said that could be excused for having made that mistake because Google would be really opaque in the advice they give. Because at one time, Google did say, they said straight up, hire authoritative people to write your content and you'll probably rank better. Well, that, was during, that was during authorship, though, in Google+, Plus, which is a whole different thing. No, but I, I, think they, I think they said that more recently. Well, um, authorship, authorship is what? 
three, maybe four years ago? No, uh, no they, they came out last year in several tweet threads and told people that authorship is not a thing. Well, indeed, indeed. But they had also said, and I, I remember, I remember distinctly you saying, "Get, get experts, especially in um, your money or your life around well, health stuff." Sure, because um, Google wants you to have good content because it's better for them. See, and this is and this is where the confusion happens. Google right. says one thing as we're giving advice: this is how you should do stuff, folks. Only have experts write your expert stuff, which, by the way, makes good sense. But it people does. hear that and they turn that into the voice of God. Yes, and they turn it into ranking factors, which is different. Of course, Google's res result is search results aren't their product. Their product is what sites they bring back. That's why they're so adamant on how we do sites, right? First, it was about spam. Then it was spam and user experience. And now it's spam, user experience, and content. Now, they did content with Panda, but I mean content with relevancy and everything with the way they're well, doing it. And also, uh, yeah, I was about to say it also. This is this is content where they're trying, where Google is actively trying to under to expand its own understanding of what's in its index. Exactly, and also in addition to that, though, with the technical side, is technical is um, takes a massive amount of resources when you have bad technical. So Google is which pisses Google off because Google's acting on a scale that's unimaginable. Exactly. And so people, I have these debates with SEOs. Page speed isn't that big of a deal. Oh, yes, yes, it is. I have recovered entire sites on page speed alone. But Google's not going to come out and say that, right? Because then every spammer in the world would have a site that loaded in a, in a half a second. And well, actually, Google wants every spammer in the world to have a site that loads in a half a second because it makes it faster to eliminate them. <laughs> Seriously, you, Google, Google and resources. Like, don't forget when when Google needs to power up a new data center, it buys a former, it buys a decommissioned hydroelectric dam. Wow, <laughs> like that's scale. That's scale. But the, I didn't know that part. But um, they, they, they actually they did that in Bend, Oregon once. They actually wow. did that. That's a true story. They did that on on the uh, uh, Columbia River once. That's crazy. No, the thing is about the core updates is the hint is in the name core updates. So it's core ranking factors that have been tweaked. And every audit I've done, it has been incredibly obvious once I get in there, what's at stake. And like someone said to me yesterday at the summit, if your car doesn't have tires, it doesn't matter how good the engine is. And so if the site can't be crawled and indexed properly and pages can't be rendered and you're not delivering code the way Google can interpret it, or your pages the way Google can interpret them, it doesn't matter how amazing your content is. Now, once you fix that, you may find that during the language shifts, like November 8th was also a BERT update, which BERT isn't affecting how Google does anything. You can't optimize it for it on our end. It, it, it's on the back end where it, it's increasing processing power. But it could realign the queries that you rank for. One site I worked with ranked for nightshade vegetables, which was huge, and then suddenly they were shifted to night, veg, nightshade vegetables list which is much smaller. So there are times when that can happen. The one thing that the Google says it's most important that you can't recover from these is absolutely bunk. Because well, indeed. every indeed. site I've worked on has something that's very, very apparently wrong if you look at the data or you look at the site. And then in addition, if somebody went up and you went down, they went up for a reason, so you can always recover if you know what, to, what you're looking at. Okay, on that, I'm afraid we're going to have to jump because we've gone full circle. Oh, a whole hour, and there's another show coming up right on behind us. So, Christine, thank you so much for, uh, for, for, for jumping in today. Well, thank you for having me. I always love being here.
Okay, so on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Christine Schackinger from Sites of the Walls. You will listen to Web Policy on WebmasterRadio.fm, WMR.fm. It's the 20th of January. I'm sorry, it's the 30th. It's not the 20th. It's the 30th of January, 2020. <laughs> Honestly, goodness it is. We'll be back in. We'll be back next week in February. Uh, Ms. Delsonson Moss is going to be uh, is going to be co-piloting. Uh, stick around, Webmaster Radio, WMR.fm. Some great content coming up. Stay safe, rank well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.